Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow basketball player, Kate. Yes, we're definitely basketball players, guys. <laughs> yes, we're we're legit. We're legit. We could we could be in the NBA, honestly. <laughs> we gave up our calling to pursue doing decom podcasts. Yeah, literally. Uh, but anyway, this um, this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from under wraps to. Actually, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this is season three, episode three, in which we'll be discussing the 2003 Disney Channel original movie, Full Court Miracle. But before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? I know it's only been like a week, which is a little different for us, but I'll get into why that is a little bit later when I talk about my week. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been good. Um, I don't really think there's been any big changes that I want to discuss on the podcast and not even the not even the reason why this recording was delayed an hour oh oh well uh i mean a friend of mine has has miss rona and i was trying to figure out how exposed i've been to her but um you know so sorry about that um i feel i feel bad for her honestly um i don't think i'm gonna get it um based on like my calculations i mean anything's possible but um i'm definitely gonna mask just to be safe but i i really don't think i'm gonna get it but i feel bad for her because she just had cold like symptoms and that's what i had the last time i had rona and i yeah i definitely thought that it was just a cold and i was really convinced and then i took a test i was like oh she's not just a cold so i'm like i've been there um but yeah so that's just kind of frustrating I feel really bad for my friend and we had to cancel we were all gonna like a group of uh PhD students because I'm in a PhD program we were gonna go to a renaissance festival this weekend and now we're not doing that but you know what at least I get to have a chill weekend so that's that's that anyway Jake how about you (laughs) well firstly I'm sorry you were gonna miss out on the renaissance festival I've never been to one but they seem like fun yeah, they seem cool. I was looking forward to it. But that said, I have a lot going on in October. And if I had to pick one thing to miss, I God, I hate to say that because I love my PhD friends so much. And I, but there's just so much going on. If I had to pick one thing to miss, that would probably be it, which pains me to say. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's the that's the last thing that we miss. It's so funny because at the beginning of the academic year. I was like, gosh, I have a lot going on this fall. I wonder what COVID will cancel. And so far, I've had to last minute cancel on going to a wedding and RenFest. And neither of them, like, I technically still could go to RenFest because, and just wear a mask. But, like, the people I was going with were, were way, one one is the one who had COVID and a couple others were way more exposed than I was. So, we're just like, that's a bad idea. Um, and it was, like, three hours away, so I'm not going by myself. Um, but, um but I had to last, I had to cancel last minute on a wedding because my partner was exposed to COVID and now this, and I'm like, hopefully nothing else. Hopefully I don't actually get Miss Rona again. I've already had her twice. I don't need her again. And I was going to get my booster on 
Tuesday, and now I've moved it out to Friday just to be extra safe with potential exposure. But anyway, what's up with you, Jake? Uh, yeah, actually, I just want to take the moment to remind everyone, Miss Rona's still around, despite what some uh, uh, presidents say. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Miss Rona's still around. Get your booster. You know, also get your flu shot. Flu's always going to be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like some people have just, like, decided it's not a thing anymore. But, like, no, it's still a thing. I actually have to schedule my booster. But, um, and I'll get into it in a minute. But because of other medical things, I'm not sure when it'll be a good time to go get it. But, uh, yeah, you know, she's still here. So just, like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> for everybody getting their shots. I just, I know you can get them at the same time. I just personally wanted mine spread apart. So I decided to get, I wanted, I decided just based on all my plans this year that I'm to get my flu shot early, which was not super ideal, but just with everything going on. So I have already received my flu shot. Um, I'm definitely a little disappointed to have to put off the, rona booster but i know just to be absolutely sure that i will not contract miss rona it's the best thing to do um but yeah i don't i don't think i'll get it just based on my calculations but you know better safe than sorry so i'm gonna start masking when i go places again which is gonna be annoying for a few days but it is what it is um i definitely think it's so important to just be aware of like other people because you never know who you're spreading this stuff to. And obviously like I've exposed people on accident before. So, you know, stuff happens, but you know, just be as cautious as you can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, stay conscious, stay, stay vigilant. You know, she's not, she's not done yet. She's, she's still out here. (laughs) Yes. She's just rolling. But Jake, you want to give us your, your big update? Yeah, okay, my big update. Well, firstly, first and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost, uh, school's going well. Um, you know, I think uh, it's starting to show that me and the other seniors are really starting to come together, you know, under, you know, the fact that we're all doing the same classes now. So we're all showing each other our projects and just, you know, uh, honestly hanging out a little bit more. Literally to today, I hung out with a couple of the other seniors in my school for a little bit between classes which is fun I feel like I haven't really got it feels like we're finally getting to do that now because our la- first couple of years were under Miss Rona's real big hits <laughs> right right so it's like we're kind of making up for lost time being like hey we've technically been in the same class together for like three years now we should probably hang out a bit <laughs> right yeah isn't that funny how that works with Miss Rona she definitely messed some things up for people especially on the social front Oh, definitely. But no, that's fun. Um, you know, we're just working on our senior projects, you know, doing all that. But the big, my big update is, um, so we're recording this on the 29th of September, even though it's not going to be posted till the 17th. Um, actually, as of recording, um, we still haven't posted our Cheetah Girls episode yet. That'll be um, out by the time this episode's out, obviously. But the reason we're kind of doing these episodes so far in advance is because I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I had a medical thing um, come up and I ended up having to meet with general surgery and I elected to have a procedure done to just get rid of it because it's very not good. It's not, I mean, it's nothing life-threatening or anything. I can still pretty, I'm still pretty fine to just do my life, but it's just life kind of thing. Oh, say that again. Oh, sorry. Just like a quality of life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I elected to get a procedure done, which, uh, 
<laughs> if you remember, you know this because I was texting you about this. Um, originally, I could have had my procedure done this last Tuesday, but I would have been at a different place than I norm than I would have normally gone in a different. It would have been a different city. And right. according to my insurance, had I gone there, they would have billed it as a hospital visit, and my insurance wouldn't have covered it. But now I'm getting it done on the 20th at um a different at the local place, and yeah. apparently because that would be billed as an outpatient uh, surgical center, um, my insurance will pay for it all. So <laughs> we like to do that because I don't want them to take my arm and leg as well <laughs> while right. I was under his payment. Yeah, yeah, medical stuff is so pricey when it's not covered by insurance. Yeah. So I elected for the twentieth. So we're gonna kind of, we're kind of banking these episodes in advance so I can have time to have ample time to edit them and just be able to put the uh, hit the post button on the day they should go up. So for you guys, it'll just be a normal month where we upload our normal schedule. But for me, it'll be like I've had these sitting for a while because I had to go get something removed from my body. Very fun. <laughs> yes, good, good, good times. Good but time. hopefully by the time November hits, um, you'll be healed up and everything will be back to normal. I mean, it will be staying normal for the podcast for October, but it will be like truly back to normal, hopefully in November. Yeah, November, we should be back to our regular recording schedule. It's just and also because, like you said, you had a lot of stuff going on in October. It's probably a good thing we did these in advance anyway. Yeah, I actually have something. Well, not this weekend now, but um every weekend in October so um of course my weekdays we record on weekdays anyway but that means my weekdays I have to you know try to carry the load of things that I would often do on the weekends yeah so maybe this was a blessing in the skies <laughs> right you know yeah. truly nice yeah um but yes yeah, so that's my big update just school's going well and then I'm getting put under on Thursday and we'll see how I feel come November I should be fine um it's only an outpatient and they said it's going to take a two weeks to recover but um honestly that first week is probably going to be like the one where I'm just not going to be able to do much yeah yeah don't don't especially going under I mean I've only been under general anesthesia once um and it was also an outpatient procedure but that said I remember I was like, I think I was dizzy. Like I was extremely, like I could barely stand up that day. Not to scare you. I was very chill. Like it was like nothing bad, but I definitely couldn't have done anything productive. Right. No, definitely. I'm fully, I'm fully expecting to just like the first, like, especially the first few days to just be like in bed, just not doing much, probably uh, watching something on streaming. <laughs> yeah, that as you should, honestly truly but yeah that's um that's our big update so um man our first november episode's gonna be crazy because that's gonna be when i recap my procedure <laughs> yeah yeah we'll be excited we'll be excited for the update and hopefully everything that's not supposed to be in your body will be off your body and it'll be good yes you know let's hope yeah um but anyway kate now that we've caught up before we get into the full court miracle there was actually god what was that <laughs> before we get into full court miracle there was actually some decom news all right lay it on me so and this is pretty crazy um they announced a new decom that's interesting i wonder if it will actually be a decom or when the time comes it will go on disney plus first but we'll see yes so this is from two days ago it's actually very fresh still fresh out of the oven Ooh, I'm, I'm she hot 
she hot. I'm reading this from Deadline because, you know, we always cite our sources here. <laughs> yes. So it says here from Deadline, The Slumber Party, coming-of-age comedy movie based on the sleepover teen novel ordered by Disney-branded television. So it says, Disney-branded television has begun production on The Slumber Party, a Disney Channel original movie based on Jen Malone's popular teen novel, The Sleepover, from Never. Imagine Kids Plus Family, a division of Brian Grazier and Ron Howard's Imagine Entertainment. Interesting. I mean, you know Disney. They love a good book-to-movie adaptation. Yeah, I've never heard of this novel, but I kind of want to look it up now. I mean, we'll have plenty of time to read it before we get to it. <laughs> Very true. Um, So, this will star... Emily Louis, Louis uh, I'm sorry if I messed your na name up. Oh, Emmy Lou Wang, who's currently starring on Raven's Home. Uh, oh. Yes, Darby Camp, who's for, who's uh, most known from Big for Big Little Lies. Okay, okay. Valentina Herrera from Black Widow. I think she was one of the young. She was either the young version of Natasha or her sister. I'm not sure. Okay. Or, actually, I think she might have been the young version of the spoiler villain. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha, gotcha. So she might have been one. Of, probably that one, actually, now that I look at her. Uh, Dallas Lou from Pen15 on Hulu. I believe that's where Pen15 is. Okay. And newcomers Alex Cooper Cohen and Roman Rodriguez are set to star in this coming-of-age comedy directed by Veronica Rodriguez. So we got another female director. That's always nice. Sweet. And it's written by Edie Fay, who apparently wrote for Fuller House. You know, the Netflix reboot of Full House. Okay. Yes. And so it says here, The Slumber Party depicts the hilarious aftermath of a sleepover birthday party hypnotism gone wrong. Oh. As best friends Megan and Paige along with soon-to-be stepsister Veronica, wake up with absolutely no memory of the night before. Now they must retrace their steps to find missing birthday girl Anne-Maria and explain why there's a flock of baby ducks in the bathtub, what happened to Megan's left eyebrow, and why she's wearing unattainable hottie Jake Ramirez's signature black hoodie. Um, why does this sound like a decom? Like, this just, this sounds like something I've already watched, even though I haven't watched it because it's not out yet <laughs> yeah i'm not sure but actually you know what this sounds like what does it sound like it sounds like a kid-friendly version of the hangover kind of does i like yeah because it's like th they wake up the, the next morning with no memory and they got to remember what happened i just think it's really interesting that they're apparently it's a hypnotism yeah that's a that's a choice I mean, is that that's the decom element right there? Because obviously these kids aren't going to start, aren't going to be drinking. <laughs> right, that would be real bad. Yeah. So that's that. Um. Okay. So it says here, the slumber party is a hilarious ride that looks at female friendship and self-discovery through a sophisticated cinematic lens, says Laura Kielslifsky. Senior Vice President of Original Movies, Disney Branded Television. We aim to deliver humor, surprise, and delight to our viewers with a movie that will be relatable to audiences of all ages. Cool. Yeah, so production has, I think, already... Yeah, production is underway already in Atlanta as of two days ago. So that's the slumber party. But considering we only have a little bit of 2022 left, 
I guess that means it's going to premiere in 2023. Oh, cool. Well, hopefully we see it in 2023. I would say end of 2023 or early 2024. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that very interesting. Just casually announce a new decom on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, at least it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah, because um, as of right now, um, oh, that's another little quick decom news that happened. Under Wraps 2 officially premiered on Sunday. Oh, did it? Yeah, so Under Wraps 2 is premiered. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus, I, honestly, Saturday maybe for okay. spooky season. Gotcha, gotcha. So then I believe the only other decom we know right now that exists that exists is um Naughty Nine, which is probably gonna be December, obviously. So yeah. after that, it's just this and then whatever else they'd want to announce, I guess. Right. Interesting. Well cool. Yeah, so you know, that's cool. You know, we're still making some decoms even in twenty twenty three. Right. So that's our new ending point for right now, Kate. Yay. Yay, we still haven't even hit 50, but yay. <laughs> you know, we're, how many have we done? Have um, we, um, as this is officially DCOM 47, so we're almost at 50. We'll was, hit 50 in the season. I was going to say, we've got to be close. I mean, we've been doing this three years now. Hope not three, two. Yeah, well, past two. We're, we're like into the third year. Yeah, into it, but we're not. It hasn't officially been three years, not yet. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Oh, so, I remember starting this mid-pandemic. Good times. Now here we are. Still mid-pandemic, but no one takes it as seriously. No, but you know, we, we know what we say. Get your boosters. <laughs> Get your boosters. Well, all right. That's DCOM news. So now, Kate, are you ready to talk full court miracle? Yes, I'm ready to talk some full court miracle. All right, uh, so let's get into it. I want to start right away with just a big, huge disclaimer. Neither me or Kate practice Judaism, so we really have no authority to talk on the accuracy of yep. um, the, the practice of Judaism as depicted in this movie, because we don't know anything. Right. Yeah, we were both. Were you raised a certain religion? Yeah, so I was raised, um, just so fun fact for you, my mom is Catholic, and my dad was raised Presbyterian, and I was technically raised Presbyterian um, with a chunk of Catholic influence. Um, I definitely think my mom kind of regretted not pushing for me to be catholic because i'm literally the only to my understanding i could be wrong on this but to my understanding i'm only the only one out of 10 cousins i think it's 10 there's so many on my mom's side that wasn't baptized catholic um and so growing up i didn't go to church well i went to church a lot as a toddler and then as i grew up more i didn't go to church super consistent like on and off a little bit i i participated a lot in like the other extracurricular stuff though so i did a lot of um i did so many vbs's because essentially i came from like this like mixed denomination family i did so many vacation Bible schools. I'd go to so many of them. And then I also did um, these programs called Awana and Gems. Um, so I did a lot of that stuff. And 
now I identify as non-denominational Christian, um, but more largely just believing in God. But how about you, Jake? What's your whole religious background? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so, actually, some of the words you just said there, um, I, I can also relate to because when I was young, um, especially because um, some of my grandfather was still alive, so um, me, him, and my mom and dad would go to, we were, we did go to church, we were, um, I don't think, I think we were just Christian, I guess is the best way I would describe us, right. I don't think we were like devoutly Catholic or anything, but um, we went to church. And um, I also used to go to Awana in vacation oh Bible schools. God, good times. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no one I talk to knows what that is. But I'm oh like, my oh my God. God. I didn't know you went to Awana. We're having a bonding moment here. We're having a bonding moment. Yes, I went everywhere. And we didn't know each other. I know. Well, probably because we went to different churches, probably. <laughs> well, I didn't go to Awana at the church that I went to. Oh, I did. I went, I went to I don't know if it was your one or not, but I went to a different church. So, you know, you know, Hannah, like my friend, Hannah. Yeah. She's, she's the one who invited me to Awana and it wasn't at her church either, but she got involved through someone else. And then I got involved through her. But anyway. Yeah, no, cause I, it was the same church I would go to Sunday school on. Cause I also did Sunday schools, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I did, yeah, Awana every Wednesday. <laughs> every Wednesday. Wednesday I went. I swear, we might have been at the same Awana because mine was also Wednesdays and this was in the same town. Oh, we you're... had no idea each other existed. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be crazy if we actually met before we became friends? That's so wild. Did you guys have the Grand Prix thing at the end with like the little, little I don't, cards? I don't remember if we did or not. Because I, I won that too. <laughs> and one one time for design because they pitied me because i didn't realize there was a weight limit and they had to disqualify in my car Oops. so they, they gave me the design prize out of pity <laughs> and the second year i genuinely won the speed and i'm not really sure how because all we did is shave the car into a block and then paint it and dress it up like a present that you'd put under a tree like that was the theme of the car it wasn't oh. even a car it was a it was a little block on wheels yeah we might have gone to the same one i don't know it's hard to tell because it's been so many years but that's wild because they were both in the same town on wednesday it's a possibility <laughs> guys we just learned secret hidden lore on this. <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> like we might have actually known each other before we knew each other literally might have met but hadn't known each other because this was in well i went at the in, the, in elementary school so did i yeah, okay, so, like, this was literally, and we didn't really actually meet until ninth grade, so it's, this is, like, an actual real possibility that we met, but we didn't even recognize each other, because it was so many years later. That's right? So oh. Yeah, no, that's crazy, but yes, I did Awana, I did Sunday school, I did vacation Bible school, woo! <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, and I... I think I, if I look, I could probably find a CD of Jesus songs they gave us one year. I still know like some of the hand motions that I did at gems for some of the songs. Anyway. Yeah, see, I, I never did gems. I only ever did a wanna. Yeah, gems was so because everything is a binary in the church. Oh, right. They had it. Gems is actually a program that's divided. It's gems for girls and then cadets for boys, which I have thoughts about but um you know 
Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think I ever remembered hearing about gems, but yeah, Awana definitely. I had my little practice like Bible where you get like the little buttons every time you got a new Yes, yes, yes. Gosh, yeah. I remember wearing that green Awana shirt too. Yes. Oh my Wait, god. I think I still have mine. Oh my god. Please uh, speaking of God. Um, <laughs> please like find that and send me a picture. I swear, I still have it. I'll look for it. I'll look for it later. But I if I were an Awana kid, this changed everything. I know. If I find it, we. If I find it, we should post. I should post <laughs> pictures of it on the socials. Yes, please do. Like this green shirt actually connects us way earlier than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I did that all of elementary school, and it was middle school. Um, when uh, well, actually, my parents stopped going on Sundays a little bit earlier and it was just me and my grandfather. And then eventually my grandfather did pass, unfortunately, but you know, that's how it is. Yeah. So because of that, we kind of just stopped going all together. I also stopped going just cause like the, the person I went with was no longer there. Right. So, and then also in middle school, I also got way more into like after school activities. So like, right. I had to basically choose between those and, Alana and I'm like well this happens more often so I'll go with this <laughs> right yeah I don't even what, at what point did we age out of Alana because at some point I switched from Alana to gems and I remember I did Alana in third grade and fourth grade I think I, I'm pretty sure I stopped going before I had the switch up because I know yeah. at one point it was like the older kids would go uh somewhere out into a different room and then the kids would stay into Awana but um I never got to the older kids room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I stopped after I think fifth grade is when I switched to gems. And then I did that gems fifth and sixth grade and then I became a junior counselor for gems. When you aged out you could like I mean obviously they weren't gonna put a seventh grader in charge of kids, but I could like assist a teacher. I think, and I did that in seventh grade for the second graders, and then I was done. Yeah. I think that's how it went. Yeah, so you stayed a little longer than I did, because I definitely stopped at middle school. Yeah, I think for me it was third through seventh grade that I yeah. did uh, after school Bible campy things. Any hoosies. Any hoosies. That, that's our, um, yeah, so that, that was uh, my experience. As of now, if I was going to identify as anything, I would just say... I believe there is some sort of higher power. It could be God. It could be something. I'm not sure. I just feel like there's just something. Yeah, no, that's that's totally that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, like I said, I do identify as Christian still, but very non-denominationally and even stronger, just believe in like a general God. So like, I get that. I think I have a lot of issues with like specific institutions within Christianity, but that is not this topic for today the point is that neither of us are jewish yes <laughs> yes neither of us are jewish we were raised very much catholic christian but so yeah um that being said um a friend of mine who shout out to rachel hey um she is jewish and she did send me a few things about judaism and most importantly the story of judah maccabee because that's very important to this movie right right and from what I read, she sent me a link from history.com, which is very much, which is just, you know, the History Channel's website. Right. It's, um, uh, I just had it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, history.com. It's the, it's, it's an article literally just called Hanukkah. And it's got the history of Hanukkah, the Hanukkah miracle, 
um, and just tr decorations, traditions, and other interpretations. And from what I can tell, the movie did a pretty good job of representing the story of Judah Maccabee. Uh, basically, yeah, he did lead his fellow uh, J Jewish followers in battle against uh, King Antic. I know they say in the movie, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher it, Antichos. I um, honestly don't remember. Yeah, because basically he, um, unlike his father, who was cool with Jewish people celebrating and uh, worshipping their religion, uh, this guy was like, no, you got to worship the Greek gods, because those are the real gods. And, you know, he did some good old oppression and massacring, but Judah Maccabee stepped up, and him and his much smaller army were able to take out the king and drive them away. And, you know, it's the big story of how, like, they only had enough uh, oil for the uh, lamp to uh, be lit for one day. But by a miracle, it, it was stayed lit for eight. And that's how Hanukkah came to be. So for the most part, um, this seems to be very true to what they say in the movie. Um, so thank you to Rachel for sending me this and just informing me a little bit more about Judaism. Because, like I said, I don't know anything. Right. Um, also, she told me, fun fact, you know how there's like, at Christmas time, they'll sell tinfoil wrapped chocolate Santas? Yes. Um, apparently, you can also get tinfoil wrapped chocolate Judah Maccabees. Oh my gosh. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, there you go. You yeah, she's... Like, I wonder how they personify Judah Maccabee and like, the, like, as, because like, we think of Santa, like, there's this image of Santa. Is like, is there like a common image of like what um, could be supposedly I like the character? Don't know if you can see the. Oh, you can't really see that. My background is okay, I, I can give her a Google. Yeah, Google it because she sent me a photo of them. But yeah, so shout out to my friend Rachel for helping with the little research because yeah, I'd rather just have a little bit of research search in and then not instead of just going in completely blind. Jewish priest. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah chocolate this is wild i feel like i'm oh my gosh that's so crazy i feel like oh my gosh why do they personify him he honestly to me he kind of looks how how most like american churches portray jesus yeah he looks very white <laughs> yeah he, he looks pretty white but he does have a black beard uh, that's no consolation he just looks white <laughs> i mean listen Listen, we all know religious figures are always kind of depicted not right. <laughs> no, this is probably not historically accurate, but you know, yeah, um, yeah. As um, also uh, you know, as they say in Avenue Q, Jesus was Jewish, so <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's um. I just wanted to get that out of the way because, like, yeah, we don't know anything but yeah thanks to rachel for being our guest researcher thank you for for offering some stuff about about judaism because we don't know anything yeah but so now let's get on to the movie proper let's start with some background kate do you want some background i would love some background all right so full court miracle is a 2003 disney channel original hanukkah movie that's what wikipedia says um it premiered on November 21st, 2003. Um, fun fact, it's inspired by the true story of University of Virginia Cavaliers basketball star Lamont Carr. Yeah, Lamont Carr was a real person. Really? Oh, that's yeah. wild. I did not know that. 
Um, I don't know. When they say true story, I don't know if that like means he actually did end up coaching like a Jewish basketball team. I just wonder if they like used him as like like this is a real life person like that we're gonna have in our movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna look him up now. Yeah. Um. For, yeah. He doesn't have a he does have a link to a Wikipedia article though, so I don't know if we'll be able to find anything. But yeah. So Lamont Carr, real person. So that's cool. Um. He died in 2017. That's sad. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Lamont Carr. You'll be forever immortalized by full court miracle. Yeah, truly, truly. This is uh, I found this on U Virginia's website, which is who he played for, I believe. Yeah, UVA basketball player, youth coach inspired kids and a Disney Channel movie. So this is all. I'm just gonna read like a small bit of it. This is quoted again um from virginia's website but lamont carr um class of 76 a passionate and beloved coach who was the first african-american basketball player to graduate from the university and who inspired a disney channel movie died july 2nd 2017 he was 64 recruited out of a college out of a chicago college junior college pardon i can't read Carr was exactly what you would want out of a basketball player, says Terry Hunt, UVA's head basketball coach from 1974 to 1990. Carr's size, 6 feet 7 inches, and athleticism as a power forward helped him to the school's first AWC championship title in 1976. Interesting. Trying to find something on, I can't really find anything on the movie in here but apparently he did oh he, okay here we go um he continued to promote darts when he moved to boca raton florida and worked as a gym teacher and basketball coach so i don't know if there was anything um oh Oh, interesting. Okay, let's see. Interesting. Here it says, Carr's time coaching a championship-winning basketball team at a Jewish school was an inspiration for a 2003 movie on the Disney Channel. Oh. Okay, so maybe he did coach at a Jewish school. Oh, there you go. So, wow, surprise, surprise. This is another based on a true story decom. Right. I guess that's why it was actually, at least in my opinion, pretty pretty decent movie. Yeah, Disney does really good at these uh, based on true life events movies. They do. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So that's Lamont Carr. Rest in peace. You know, you, you your legacy will forever be immortalized by this movie. Yes. Yes. Um. So speaking of which, this movie was directed by Stuart Gillard, who actually, Kate, we've seen already. Okay, what did he direct? Well, so far, the only other decom we've seen of his so far is The Screen Team. Okay, that one was actually, I think it was okay. I remember. Yeah. But this is also not the last we'll see of him. Okay. Because he also directed a couple more DCOMs. Okay. He also directed Going to the Mat. All right. Um, he did, he directed both Twitches. I do love Twitches. Um, he directed Hatching Pete. Okay. I don't remember. Av- yeah. Um, Avalon High. Oh, I I have a vague recollection of that. Uh, Girl vs. Monster. I remember that coming out, but I wasn't watching Disney then, really. Yeah, and actually that's his last one. 
uh, because it kind of looks like after that he kind of moved on to directing CW shows. So <laughs> the Disney Channel is a CW pipeline. You know, it happens. It happens. But yeah, so he he directed a few. So we're not we won't be done with him after this. Well, obviously we got obviously Twitch is is iconic. Truly. Um, but then his other his last three, um, I think they came out more in like the 2010 era. So that's when we weren't really watching anymore. Right. Yeah, so we'll see those eventually, though. Yes. Now, as far as cast goes, we have Alex D. Linz as Alex Slotsky, who we've actually also seen this kid before. Yes, yes, we have. Because he was the main child in the Jenny Project. Ah! I was like, where was he from? He did seem familiar. Yes, he's from the Jenny Project. Um, he was also the main kid in Home Alone 3, you know, everyone's favorite sequel. Ooh, interesting. And he was also, um, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, but have you ever uh, Max Keeble's Big Move? Oh, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, he plays the titular Max Keeble in that movie. Dang, boy, has some credits under his belt. Let's go. Yeah. Um, we have Richard T. Jones as Lamont Carr. And I believe if you look for it, there's an actual photo of Alex D. Linz, Richard T. Jones, and the real Lamont Carr together. So, like, I don't know if maybe he was on set to, like, consult or not, but um, Lamont Carr was on set at least one point. So that's cool. Interesting. Well, that's cool that they actually, like, consulted the dude. That's really nice, actually. Yeah, we have R.H. Thompson as Rabbi Lewis. We have Sean Marquette as Ben, Big Ben Schwartz. We have Eric Nudson as TJ Murphy, David Cezant as the Joker Levi. Joker's his nickname because all the kids on the basketball team have nicknames. Right. We have Sheila McCarthy as Mrs. Klein, who I, I'm a little confused. Is she the principal or not? I, I, I'm not sure. I thought like, I don't know. I really couldn't tell what their roles were. Yeah. Um, we have Linda Cash as Cynthia Schlotsky. That's the mom. And if I believe, and now if I'm not wrong, I believe she is also. Hold on, I'm checking her filmography. Yes. Oh, yes. She's also um Cadet Kelly's mom. Interesting. So she's back again playing a mom, a very different mom from Cadet Kelly. Interesting, interesting. Yes. Uh yeah, Cadet Kelly is yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, and then we have uh Jason Blicker as Marshall Slotsky, that's the dad. And then really as far as like um important characters, we have Cassie Steele as Julie, who Cassie Steele, many of you may know as Manny Santos from Degrassi the Next Generation. Hmm. interesting i haven't watched degrassi but that that's interesting yeah i know a lot of people like grew up watching degrassi i didn't but i know a lot of people did so i figured i'd shout that role out i've heard a lot about it yeah i think i honestly i think it's been running since like the nine like the 90s and it went for a while and i think they're gonna do a new season of it soon so like it's it's it has a grip on television yeah. Um. Anyway, with all that being said, Kate, did you have any history with this movie? Um, I 
did not. I didn't know this existed before the podcast. Um, I heard about it. I heard that it's like, and I hate saying this, but here it's just you know it's the decom about Hanukkah. That's all I knew about it. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's I could see that, like with how it is no how it would be known. I mean, it is pretty cool that Disney did make a Hanukkah based decom. Yeah. So technically, this is a so technically this is a festive decom. It's just not the it's not the mainstream festive, you know. <laughs> right. 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 And I know lately, um, not to expose myself, but I saw Hallmark release the lineup for their holiday movies this year. Okay. And all right. Hey, I love me a Hallmark holiday movie. I just found it funny because out of 40 movies, yeah, they're releasing 40 holiday movies this year. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh, that is so many. Um, but out of 40, uh, one of them's going to be about Hanukkah, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, only one. But uh, good for them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I know. It's like, yay, progress? Uh, this is not enough, but also, uh, should we be? I, you know what? No comment. We'll just go with yeah. no on that I one. I mean, no offense, but like, I don't know if Hallmark is where I'm looking for for my like representation of movies, but you know, go off, I guess. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I feel like all the Hallmark holiday movies all have the same plot anyway. But do I love them? Yes. I mean, honestly, Kay, I think we just need to become Hallmark movie actors and we're set for life. <laughs> yes, honestly, we could do the same movie over and over again. You just change the occupation of, like, the two people that are vying for the girl and, and, and boom. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. So that's all I knew, that it was the decom about Hanukkah, and now I've watched it, and I went, dang it, they tricked me into watching another sports movie. <laughs> Honestly. Because, Honestly, though. Because while this is also very much about Judaism and Hanukkah, it is very much also about basketball. It is. I have a lot of, a lot of mixed feelings on that. But Disney Channel loves them some basketball. They love, like, they are, I think Disney Channel, you know, it's so funny, like, looking back, I guess maybe because sports movies weren't really, like, my thing, um, but I, I didn't realize, like, how much Disney Channel was invested in sports movies, I guess, growing up. Yeah, I didn't either, but here we are. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so here we are. Here we are. So now, are you ready to get in the plot? Let, let's do it. So, I'm going to be honest. When we first got that B-roll at the start, I thought we were in New York again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is It is what it is. But it, we're not in New York. We are in Philly. Which, fun fact, I've been to Philly one time. And it was in 2018. And I was going to England for a semester abroad. And then I missed my, like, I had a late flight and then I missed my connection. And then American Airlines was like, you can just spend the day in Philly. Because that's where I was, my connection was. And I was like, sure. <laughs> then I, I, spent, I spent the day, like, going around and seeing all these, like, quite American, quite essential American tourist attractions the day before I left the U.S. for a few months. But, you know. You know. Whatever. whatever. But, yeah, so we're in Philadelphia. Uh, we meet Alex, 
Schlotzky and his friend Julia, who never never gets a last name. <laughs> oh, Julia. Oh, Julia. She's she's kind she's of there. In, she's kind of there. But anyway, we learn <laughs> they make it quite obvious right at the bat. Guys, guys, Alex is Jewish. <laughs> Alex is Jewish. Yeah, he is very much Jewish. Yeah, he's wearing. He goes the, to Jewish the, school. Yeah, he's wearing the traditional Jewish hat, which is the yarmulke, which I learned apparently is spelled differently than what I thought it was spelled. Do we know, and this is going to show my ignorance, so I deeply apologize. Do we know why they wear the yarmulke? Uh, I can Google real quick. I should have asked that to Rachel. I feel bad that I'm just now like thinking of this question, but it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, I'm like, I don't know why they actually wear the yarmulke. But, um... Which oh. I know is super ignorant, but... Okay. Um, this is just from quick Google, so sorry if I get something wrong. But from Wikipedia, it says, It's usually made of cloth, traditionally worn by Jewish males, to fulfill the customary requirement that the head be covered. It is worn by all men in Orthodox Jewish communities during prayers, and by most Orthodox Jewish men at all their times. Interesting. And we do see them wear them a lot in this movie. Yes. So I guess... It's just a sacred, it's just a religious garment like, you know, other religions have. Right, right. Interesting. I mean, I just didn't know the purpose behind it. So I think that's interesting that there's like, they're just supposed to wear a head covering of some kind. Yeah. But anyway, so this is Alex and Julie and they're walking to school. Um, Julie does not go to the same school as Alex because Alex goes to the Philadelphia Hebrew Academy. Yes. He also plays basketball, but according to Julie... The team at his school sucks. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Like they never win. They are always they always lose. And but tons every game, which I think is so sweet. Yeah, no, that's nice of her. But Alex reveals that there is a tournament coming up soon, the Liberty Tournament, and he's determined to finally have his team not only win a game but win the whole thing. Yeah. So like, that's ambitious. Yeah, that's amb- he got amb- he's got ambition. Um, we also learn about the Warriors. They're the undefeated champions of the tournament. And once again, this kind of like Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, where the rival team isn't really much of a presence in this movie. No, they're really not. They're just kind of there for the plot. Just kind of there. It's whatever. But anyway, yes, we go to the Philadelphia Hebrew Academy, and this is where we meet all of his friends. So that's uh, Ben, TJ, Joker... And I think Stick is one of them. Yes, Stick. And we learned that, um, yeah, that just that uh, Alex is feeling really confident that they can try and actually win this year, even though it's um, it also pretty much been revealed that their coach, quote unquote, coach is no help because their coach is just one of the teachers at the school who doesn't know anything about sports. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So we also, this is where we first meet Mrs. Klein, and we see right away she's not a big fan of the uh, Alex or the basketball team. Yeah, she's not at all. She's a, she's just, she's a hater. <laughs> she is a hater. Yeah. So anyway, now we're in his, well, they say history class, but they're just talking about the story of, well, the story, like, of Judah Maccabee and hanukkah which i guess this being a hebrew academy that i guess that would count as history and like i'm sure kind of like with jesus there is historical evidence that this all possibly did happen 
and I guess this might just be my religious viewing coming into play, and I'm possibly being a little biased, but when they said it was history class, I was just like, is it though? But like, I'm, you know, I'm not Jewish, so like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we get the story of Judah Maccabee and how he led his ragtag group of men against uh, the king and his army. But, you know, as the uh, rabbi is talking, Alex is kind of dozing off. And then he has a daydream where his basketball team, which is the Lions, are all dressed up as like Judah Maccabee and his followers. And then the warriors are dressed like Roman soldiers. Right. Because, you know, that's what you do when you're bored in class. You just daydream. I know I did. (laughs) Right, right. I did, too. All the time. Yeah. Um, so during the daydream, he's just imagining himself leading the basketball team against the Warriors. And as they're in the daydream, I'm about to do the first, like, uh, throw of the ball. I don't know what it's called. Um, we are immediately brought into an actual basketball game. Yes, we are. So they're facing. So this is before the tourney. So I guess this is just like an exhibition game or something. Yeah. And they're not doing well. They're not yeah. doing that. Not at all, because for one, they're facing the warriors, who I noted, those are like fully grown men. They they really do seem to be a few steps ahead in puberty than Alex's bunch. Because they're supposed to be like 14-year-old freshmen. Yeah, and in all fairness, puberty hits different people at different times, but they definitely seem like holistically a few steps ahead. Yeah, they're not doing good. The coach is not helping at all. Um, Alex is being a bit of a ball hog. He never wants to pass to his other teammates. Um, I think one of them gets a technical for arguing with the ref, which apparently happens every game. Yeah, it's not a good look for them. It's just not good. So they lose, and the Warriors make fun of them, and Alex is just really not feeling the best. But anyway... um, Oh, yeah, I think this means now we cut um, back to school the next day. And they're talking about Hanukkah because Hanukkah's coming up and what they're going to get. They mentioned that one of their one of the boys is actually half Jewish, half Christian. So he gets Hanukkah and Christmas, which is good for him. Good for him. Um, but Alex is just really just still upset that they're probably that um, they're still really bad because he really wants them to win the tournament coming up. But they're like, Alex, the only thing we get high scores on are our PSATs. And I'm like, they're 14. Why are they taking those already? I think the PSAT is like the pre-SAT or something. Oh, maybe. But also, did we take the SAT? I think we only took the ACT. And they're like owned by different companies, I think. And like, so our version of the the pre-SAT, I think it would be like the plan. Remember that? I do remember. Plan act. Yeah. I don't remember what I scored on the plan test whatsoever. I know all my standardized testing scores have been like good, but not great. I definitely don't feel like they show my potential as a human being. I'm not the best taker, but you know, good for getting high, high PSAT scores. In fact, I joke with my friend because like the program I'm in currently didn't require the GRE, which is like the graduate school version of the ACT, SAT. And I took it for my master's 
and again it went okay but not great and i'm like i do not think i would be in as good of a program as i am in now if they were requiring the gre still because they used to require it and then around 2020 they were like nah like i'm not talking about my school in particular but like just a lot of programs in general in my field were like yeah yeah and 2021 and now they pretty much don't require it which is not all schools, but the vast majority, which I'm so grateful for. That's my rant for today. Any whoosies, standardized testing, she is a thing. She's a thing. But yeah, they apparently did all really good, except for Alex, because we, we learned that Alex is not the best academic student. Yeah. Yeah. School isn't really his thing. No. Um. But anyway, he's like, guys, I think we could really try and win it this year. And then everyone just laughs at him, and he leaves angrily yeah he's not he's not happy but um yeah yeah so we go home and we meet mom and dad well we meet dad first um for so firstly uh two alive parents woo 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 chill we like that dad's pretty chill we can we can tell he's got a bit more of a closer relationship with alex um uh he's also just like i believe this is where is this the first mention he says of the condo he can't seem to sell Oh, maybe. I don't remember. The first time it's kind of been passing, so. Yeah. But anyway, so they're just talking about how Alex really wants to win the tournament, but, like, no one else on the team believes they can. And then Mom comes home, and Mom, she is a doctor, and she does our favorite trope of uh, pushing her dreams onto her child. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, girl, you already accomplished your dreams. Let her go. Yeah, because... Um, we see that she really, really, really wants Alex to follow in her footsteps and be a doctor. But, like, he's not really about that. He's just really into basketball right now. And she's like, well, listen, I know you're really into this now, but you should really start thinking about college and your future. And I'm like, that really be how it be, though, when you're 14. It's like, you should really start thinking about what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do at 14. And honestly, although I got good grades... I didn't take school seriously enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but anyway, so we we can see right away mom and Alex don't have, like, the strongest relationship. And we'll see that more throughout the course of the film. But yeah, mom, mom's a little pushy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it comes from an okay, I mean, honestly comes from a selfish place a little bit. But you can tell she cares about her son, but she hasn't really wrapped her, um, mind around the fact that what she think what would be best for her isn't necessarily best for him yeah um so then the next day at school um alex is talking to rabbi lewis and he's like the basketball team don't believe in themselves you know i really want to win but no one else seems to want to take this seriously and he's like we need a judah maccabee to lead us to victory and at first the rabbi is like oh so you were paying attention in history class because he's also the history teacher right He's like, sometimes you just have to try and find your Judah Maccabee. And I think he meant that as like, look inside yourself and find your inner one. But Alex takes that as to mean, oh, so just go find a stranger on the street. Cool. Yeah, pretty much. Because then him and his friends are practicing basketball. And he notices this dude just kind of chilling, playing basketball by himself. Yeah, and he notices he's doing really good. He's making all his shots. He's looking real professional. So he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. (laughs) 
So he does, but the guy is really standoffish and really wants nothing to do with Alex. Which, fair. I mean, I also wouldn't want to talk to this random 14-year-old boy who just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he's arguably a bit rude, but it's also understandable. Yeah, so he, like, tries to talk to him. He's like, so, like, what's your name or what's what's your story? And he's not saying nothing. And so eventually he just drives off annoyed. But apparently in, like, the five seconds he saw it for, Alex was able to memorize his license plate. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a that's a thing, and he is able to look up the license plate on the internet and find out that the guy is a lot car. Yeah, which is very interesting. So by just googling basically his license plate, he finds out that he's Lamont Carr, a former Cavaliers player who ended up having to. Um, I believe it says that he does does the does this state that he has that he got an injury and had to quit. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he um him and so Alex and his friend think that this is their Judah Maccabee who was delivered to them through the power of divine intervention. Yeah. So they go back to the park and. And Lamont's there, and Alex confronts him, and he's like, you should coach my friends. And the guy's like, no. And then he's like, I looked you up. And the guy's like, what? And eventually Alex offers him a little bit of money, and with enough pestering, he's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah, at first, because we learned that Lamont is only here because he's getting, he got a chance to try out for the Sixers, who are the Philadelphia basketball team but uh alex really wants him to coach the, the 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 kids because you know he thinks with a good coach they can actually possibly win and lamar's all like i'm not doing that and yeah he offers him 20 bucks and he's like okay fine you bought yourself an hour tomorrow four o'clock so they're going to be coached by a true basketball player and then they get there the next day and he just makes them do conditioning yeah which i'm like fair enough you know conditioning is important but because like they're not really used to having actual i guess practice none of of the other boys are really into it yeah my boyfriend used to play basketball when he was in i think ninth grade so about the age of these kids and i think he said something once about his coach being so harsh that he, he would like tell them to eat peanut butter so if they puked it would taste okay coming up Oof. I'm into working out, but like not that hard. Like if you feel you're gonna puke, you stop. Right. Um. And at first, uh, um, Lamont at the end of the hour is like, "All right, well, that's my time. See you later." And he, Alex is like, "No, wait. You have to keep coaching us. We got to be good." And he's like, "Yeah, no. We've had a deal. Deals, deals over now. I'm going home." And he goes, "I'll keep paying you." He's like, "All right." Yeah, that's literally what happens. But then this is where we see Lamont driving home and we see he actually just lives in his van. Yes. And he like briefly looks at a picture of who we think are his significant other and child. Which we don't is, know anything about them yet. We don't know anything about them yet, but but we see. So we see he's currently not in the greatest situation. But yeah. Um, so then we're back at school. 
and um <laughs> some of the kids some pretty much all the other kids on the team are kind of convinced that like he really is uh lamont really is somehow the like the reincarnation of judah maccabee so they're getting a bunch of questions ready to ask him like because judah maccabee's father was Ma- what Matthias, i believe Matthias. i think something like yeah. that in that and, line names yeah and he had four brothers so they're like this is how we're gonna find out if he really is judah maccabee or not which i'm like i mean i guess i kind of understand why they think this but at the same time it's like guys you're 14 yeah exactly and even if he was the reincarnation of judah maccabee would he know that he's the reincarnation of judah maccabee yeah probably not at least i don't think he would be like they gotta consider that possibility as well but anyway anyway um so i believe now we're back at the the park for more practice and this is where they ask their questions and they learn that lamont's dad's name is matthew which they're like okay close enough we also learned that he also had he currently has three brothers he did have four but one of them did sadly pass away but they're like whoa the parallels yeah which fair that is that it, those are some strong parallels yeah so um Okay, yeah, so we do some more practice, and then we're back at home, and Mom tells Alex about this uh, shadowing, shadow, like, intern program at her hospital that she really wants him to be a part of. And he's like, oh, I don't know, Mom. I mean, you know, I got basketball practice. And this is what she basically says. Okay, so I'm not going to, like, uh, call your dreams stupid, but your dreams are kind of stupid. That's pretty much what she does, which is so irritating. I'm like, I'm so glad I never had parents like that. Like, she basically says she's he's wasting his time trying to be a basketball player. Yeah, it's like, dude, she's he's 14. Lighten up. Lighten up. And, like, we can tell Dad is way more closer because after they kind of have a little fight about this, um, Dad goes out to check on him and, like, you know, they, 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 they are, they're good and they play basketball. It's really, it's nice. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, and then I believe the next thing we see. Oh yes, yes, we see that um, uh, Alex is talking to Julie and telling her about the shadow thing, and she's like, "I don't want to do this. It's really, it's really dumb." And Julie goes, "You know, a lot of other people would like kill to have this opportunity." And he goes, "Do you want it?" Yeah. So then she's now going to shadow at the hospital, which I'm like. How did it? How how would that not tip his mom off immediately? Would she not see him? She see her there? Whatever. We're just gonna ignore that because the plot. We're gonna ignore that. Um, this is now we're back at the park, but we see Lamont's car's van's not doing so well. No, it's not. It's kind of struggle busing. Get it? Because it's a car. <laughs> yeah. Um. Basically, the mechanic says it's gonna take about five hundred to get it fixed. So when Alex and the others arrive for uh, practice, he's like, uh, deal's off. I can't. I'm like, I'm going to need to get some more state, like more bigger st- stable money. And Alex is like, no, no, we'll find a way to uh, pay you. Don't worry. Cause like they, they really want him to stay coaching them because I guess um, Alex at least feels like they're doing, getting better already. Right. Right. So then we, I believe that night he contemplates selling this really, I guess, rare basketball card he was given. For his 
Is it bar mitzvah? I yeah, don't it's bar mitzvah. That's the thirteenth birthday, I believe. For yeah, I believe so. In Judaism, because then there's also the quinceanera, but that's Spanish culture, and that's fifteen. And they have the bar mitzvah and the bat mit- bat mitzvah. I think it is. I think they're gender divided, but I could be I could be all wrong on this. It's just any hoosies. Any hoosies. So I think he goes ahead and sells that. But then also he calls his friend up because what we saw earlier is that his mom has an espresso machine in 2003 of all times, too. Yeah. So he calls, so, up, oh yeah, he calls up his friend. He's like, I also have another idea of how we can get money for Lamont. So like bring as many coffee mugs as you can tomorrow. Because I guess it's a, I think it's a Saturday, but they're st- they're outside the school and they're basically running a coffee stand. Uh, but who pulls up to the coffee stand? Oh, Mrs. Klein. And she is not a happy camper because she just likes to ruin the fun. Yeah, no, she is like, what are you boys doing? And then she calls Alex's mom. Yeah, well, because like, well, first and foremost, they're having a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser for the basketball team. Is that not allowed? Right. It's like, like rude Miss Klein. Literally, like sports teams have fundraisers all the time right but then alex's mom finds out that he's not doing the shadowing that he's supposed to do because apparently he's supposed to be at the shadowing thing while he's doing this yeah so this is when it comes out to all the parents of the school that lamont has been coaching the kids and well this ends up with um I believe Miss uh Mrs. Klein and Alex and Rabbi Lewis all in the office talking. And Alex does some slick talking to get and probably because him and Rabbi Lewis have a good relationship. He gets him, Rabbi Lewis, to invite his family in Lamont over for uh dinner that weekend. Yes. So at this dinner, um first off Lamont tries some traditional Jewish food that he really, really ends up liking. But more importantly, Alex's mom is like really not about this. Alex, I wrote this down. I'm like, I think mom's a bit of an antagonist. She is a little bit of an antagonist. Cause she's she's also a bit of a hater. She she is a hater. She definitely is a hater. So like, I don't. It kind of almost feels like she's trying to antagonize Lamont a little bit, being like, you know, I'm just not comfortable with a total stranger coaching our children in a public park. Which that makes sense. But the fact is, like, after Lamont's proven that, like, he's he's not a creep, she's still just kind of like eh, about it because it's taking away from what she wants for Alex. Yes, but it's very clear she's kind of the only person who think who's thinking that because like. Alex, dad, Rabbi Lewis, and Rabbi Lewis's wife are all kind of bonding with Lamont, even though he isn't Jewish. Um, like some kind of experiences he's had, he's had like bonds them a bit more. Yep. But then he um asks for a glass of milk, which um apparently is they I think they say it's like they don't mix dairy they don't drink dairy after having meat or something. I know it's the whole eating kosher thing. Yes. Which I probably should have also did a little bit of research on, but I, know, I didn't. Should, but I I really thought that we had it down enough, but we definitely didn't. So I, do, I, I this is my personal apology to anyone Jewish listening. Um, we do care about your culture. We just failed here. Yeah, I had a pretty busy day. I didn't have enough time to research as much as I wanted to, but okay. um, 
Yeah, I know because this is about eating kosher, so that's why he uh, they couldn't give him a glass of milk. And he even says, "Oh, right, yeah, it's the whole the, it's, that's right, kosher." Because much like us, Lamont's not 100 percent up to, up to speed on all the what eating kosher means. So he does apologize. That is nice. Yes. So. Oh, sorry. So um, basically, eventually, despite mom being very antagonistic about the whole situation, um, they propose to have the school hire Lamont as a full time coach. But he explains the situation of how he's only in town until he has his tryout with the Sixers. So then the Ra Rabbi Lewis proposes, well, we can just have you on as like a day to day kind of thing. And that's what happens. And mom's not pleased. No, mom. Mom is still being a hater, but yeah, Lamont is now going to be uh, work work at the school as the coach. So we go to the school, and he is there now. And at first, he um he gets a lot of stares from everyone at the school, probably because he does kind of stick out pretty well. I mean, he is very tall. He is an African American man, and you know these are all white Jewish people, so right. But, you know, it's it's fine. You know, it's just, you know, he, he's new, you know? Right, right. And Mrs. Klein also acts a little antagonistic towards him, too, because he drops his basketball and it rolls up to her. And she's like, I hope you know we don't throw basketballs in school. Yeah, she's, she's a little bit rough toward him, which we're going to also build on that in a second. But uh, they quickly notice an improvement with the basketball team, though, in the meantime. Yes, because they're at they're officially practicing at school now, and they're doing really well. Rabbi Lewis talks to Lamont, and Lamont's just like, you know, they don't believe in themselves yet. You know, they're getting better, but they won't be their best until they believe in themselves. And this is when Rabbi Lewis shares some more of the story of Judah Maccabee and how in battle they made tunnels that only turned right, so their enemies would have to use their left hands, which they're not as great with. So this is when Lamont gets the idea to teach them the full court press. Which is a basketball thingy. The technique. I think it's basically just like making sure that there's always someone on your uh, thrower, I guess. I don't... Yeah, sorry to also basketball players. Yeah, we don't we don't know sports and we don't know Judaism. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is not our greenest moment as far as like offering our knowledge to the podcast. But, you know. Yeah, but anyway, um, they learn the full court press, and then practice is over. So then, um, the the boys question, "Hey, where do you think he goes after practice?" And Alex is like, "Hmm, good question. I'll go find out." And he like takes one of his friend's bikes and follows um, Lamont. And this is where he finds out that Lamont is living in his van. But then he says that he followed him because he thought he was the ghost of Judah Maccabee. Well, no, he says some other guys on the team think you are. I don't, but some of the other guys do. And then he kind of like, so basically fesses up to think that he yeah. was Judah Maccabee. But then uh, they have dinner together and he's like, hey, probably just best not to mention this so that they don't fire me. And Alex is like, sure thing. And I think this is also where we get confirmation that he does have a wife and child back wherever yeah. he moved from. And they're not dead. They're not dead. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they, they didn't pull, uh, was it Miracle in Lane 2? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, but no, they're not dead. They're just um not in Philadelphia. They're in a different state. And so um so then uh what is her name? The maybe Mrs. Klein. Mrs. Klein realized that on his employment forms, Lamont had never filled out what his um address was. And so he ma- he quickly makes up an address. He like looks at the wall and there's a Thomas Jefferson picture. And he's he like says he lives in the certain house on Jefferson. But then Mrs. Klein goes and like looks for his house, which is creepy. And she comes back and she says to the rabbi, like, uh, yeah, he he's lying about his address. But that morning the rabbi had noticed that there was like a un like a mattress with a an unmade up bedding on it in the back of the van and he's like yeah the student definitely lives out of his van so then he tells alex about it and alex is like oh crap um because like he realizes alex most likely knows this information and then so alex decides to go to his dad because his dad is a realtor yes and actually there was a small scene in between these two of these two events because um, we see the first night of Hanukkah at Alex's house. Oh yes, I forgot about it. And that. he gets an encyclopedia CD-ROM. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then he also gets the basketball card that he sold, and his parents tell him, "Yeah, Julie snitched." But everything is good. Yeah, and then we have Mrs. Klein asking for his address, and then Rabbi Lewis telling Alex about the situation because. Well, he keeps him after class to tell him that one and two to give him back his history test, which he got a C minus on. Duh, duh, duh. But yes, and he goes to his dad and he's like, hey, you still haven't sold that condo, have you? And he's like, no, why? He's like, well, because I have someone who could use it, but can't afford it. And he's like, oh, my favorite kind of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Buyer. Yeah. So then, um, it's the, uh, Lamont's coming home from the school the next day and he sees a note in his car and it's from Alex and he says come to this address um, but just know Mrs. Klein will be following you the whole time and she's like he leaves and then like in this car next to him Mrs. Klein like pops up from like under like from where you could see her from outside the windows and she's got like this whole scarf and sunglasses get up on and it's real weird it is very strange and yeah, she literally does follow him all the way to this apartment complex. Again, very strange. Um, but luckily, Lamont gets out of his car and hits the building enough before she gets there so that Alex can open the door to the condo for him and give him the key. And she, he says, wait five minutes, then unlock the door and come in. And he does. And that's enough time for Mrs. Klein to get there and see him go unlock the door and go in. So now she thinks that, oh, this is where he lives. So... They, that's successful and they also he makes a deal with alex's dad to help fix up the place to make it easier to sell and he'll stay there for free in the meantime or yeah because yeah because he take, makes the thing lamont makes the thing about how he doesn't take handouts but like if he, there's any renovation or like fixing up the apartment needs he'll do it in exchange for letting him stay there and alex's dad agrees which i don't know if Alex's dad has that authority, but apparently he does. So I mean, I, I, I don't know how much power a realtor has. Yeah. But anyway, so, oh sorry, go on. Oh, I just said moving on. Yeah, moving on. We are at the first 
official basketball game and since Lamont has taken over as coach because I guess there was enough time in between the last one and this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is when we get the first reference to where like they um, Lamont calls them dogs. Yes. And so... at first they take it as an insult, but as time goes on, they're like, no, you know, this means like, uh, like dudes, bros. Right. And they they bark. <laughs> They've really adopted the term. Yeah. And as coach, um, he's like, you know, we've been working really well. It's time to put your skills to the test. But in a act of betrayal, he benches Alex. Yeah, because Alex is failing history. Which I know that's isn't that something on sports teams that you have to keep a grade above a certain point. Yeah, generally speaking. So which, yeah, Alex takes this as like a betrayal because he's like, but they need me. And he's like, no, they are relying on you. We got to show them that they can play without you. Right. So he's sitting in the bleachers with Julie and Julie's like, so, hey, maybe now you'll learn to be not less of a ball hog. And then Alex just kind of like is a little rude to her and goes, do you just come here to rag on me? Yeah, which is like, dude, she shows up to every game. She's not obligated to do that. Shut up. Which, yeah, she really shows she's not obligated because after that comment, she just leaves. Yeah. And actually, she kind of leaves the movie for a little bit then, too. She does. She's kind of out for a sec. Yeah. Um. But anyway, they still lose the game, but they're starting to show that they can play without Alex hogging the ball the whole game. Yeah. So then it's the next day, and we learn... No, it's is that no wait. This is when uh the mom finds his C minus test and like does oh no that was before this wasn't it? Oh, was like, it the principal? Was oh Mrs. wait, yeah, because her or telling or the rabbi. Sorry. Yeah, because her telling the rabbi, Mrs. Klein, that um after C minus is what gets them to talk to Lamont, who gets yeah. is how he benches Alex. Sorry. No, you're good. I forgot about it, too. But no, anyway, now what happens is that the team shows up to Alex's house and they're going to help him study because they're a team. And, you know, if one of them's failing, then they all got to help. Yes, which is very sweet. Um, But Alex is like, guys, it's hopeless. I just can't memorize dates. And they're like, but you can memorize basketball stats like it's nothing. He's like, yeah, because that's what I like. So they get the great idea to have him memorize dates like he memorizes basketball statistics. You know, it works. It works because um, Rabbi Lewis is letting him do a redo of the test, which, you know, I'm always glad for teachers who did that. The teachers who are like, no, you're not allowed any redos. I'm like, well, why? The the only thing I have about that now as a teacher, I totally agree that it makes more sense from like a standpoint to have a like more formative assessment process versus like putting everything in one summative bucket. But um now as someone who teaches and then who studied k-12 education um the grading man as a teacher it's it's the selfish part but it's like it's like gosh that's so much like right now i'm debating whether i should let my students um make corrections on an essay they just wrote because i'm like i want to but the grading (laughs) but anyway yeah, no, I mean, as someone who did take a few redo tests in his life, yeah, I guess I get it. But like at the same time, it's like I just wanted to do it again so I could get my grade up. No, it's hard because it it, it 
like I definitely am a huge fan of letting students redo things. It's just a matter of like of like is it going to cut too much into the personal the teacher's personal life to have to redo all the grading? But again, it's a hard line because it does help the students a lot more. And clearly Alex is putting in the effort. So I definitely think that the teacher did the right thing here. Yeah, because um we see him do his redo test. And before he started, he asked Rabbi Lewis, would it be okay if I, like, dribbled the imaginary basketball? And he goes, whatever you need. And I went, this is, and I said, uh, Hannah Montana watched this movie, and that's where they got the idea. You remember the episode where she has to memorize the bones? Yeah. Study the answers again and again. Till... Yeah, I don't know how people didn't know she was Hannah Montana right then and there. when her Yeah, right. Actually, that's an iconic episode. It truly is so good. Any hoosies. I mean, like, whatever you need to get it in your head, I guess. Maybe yeah. maybe I would have done better in history if I, like, made songs. <laughs> Honestly. If yeah. the entire, if, if all of, if all of history was just um, Hamilton the Musical, I would have been set. But fun fact, I do have an undergraduate minor in history ed, so that's a thing. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> facts about kate <laughs> facts about kate but yes yeah, so he d- redoes his test and then uh lamont and the team see a score and he got a b plus so he can be back on the team <laughs> so i believe now uh is it this where he confronts his mom yeah basically um where he he basically does the it's your dream not mine speech at her <laughs> Yeah. Where he's like, you want me to do this and all that. And even, I think even at one point, the dad kind of calls her out on it too. Yeah. Because he's like, because like, is hired. The dad also called her out on it. Yes, because um, we learn that Lamont's um, tryout with the Sixers is coming and he, um, he gets it. But now he has to choose between the Sixers and the kids. And he chooses the Sixers because, you know, it's his dream. And then, like, all the kids take it so personally. Which I'm like, y'all, if you had the chance, y'all would have done the same thing. So shush. Literally, because he's like, literally, like, Alex confronts him. He's like, I can't believe you're being so selfish. And Lamont throws it right back at him. You're the one being selfish. You're the one who wants me to give up on my dream and keep with staying with you guys. And Lamont is totally right. Yeah. So Lamont's, so unfortunately, Lamont is gone now. For a second. For a second. I, I wrote, we have 30 minutes, he'll be back. Yeah, right. And then, much like a lot of the accounts, these last 30 minutes come go by pretty quickly because we see the, um, I believe this is when we actually start the tournament, finally. Yeah. And uh-huh. through the power of Lamont, they win all their games. Yes, and so they're back with their rival team for the, the big turn, but it is downpouring. Yeah, it's literally like a full thunderstorm going off here. And I'm like, I know it's an indoor match, but I'm like, considering there was, considering the power goes out eventually, like, wouldn't they just reschedule? I know, right? Like, if this is a Hurricane Ian kind of situation, which... Like, don't get me wrong, I shouldn't joke about that because a lot of people are dealing with some really horrific things because of that. But if if it's a really bad storm, um, you should just reschedule. Like, yeah. Happens. 
Yeah, it's because it's also because they got to the finals is how why Alex confronts his mom because it's like you know we made it to the finals you know this is really important to me and you don't care at all and she's like I just want you to have a good future and he's like yeah and it's the whole you your dream is being a doctor my dream is not yeah and, and so she only kind of turns around a bit she has a bit of a redemptive arc in the last thirty minutes yeah because as this thunderstorm is going the team um plays against the Warriors and they're actually doing pretty good because you know they, they can play basketball now. Yeah. Um and we get um we're at the hospital with mom and Julie. Julie's just with her now, I guess. Yeah. I guess because she they just accepted that she's doing the shadow. Yeah. Um and mom just mom kind of just realizes now she it clicks for her. She's like this really does mean a lot to Alex. So she says, Julie, we're packing up early. I'll drop you off at the gym, but I there's something I gotta do. So she does. So she goes to, like, wherever Lamont is. Yeah, the stadium. And she talks to this one guy outside of the state, some basketball player. Yeah, and she's like, do you know where Lamont is? And he's like, oh yeah, he should be over there still. And she also asked the guy for an autograph just for Alex, even though she doesn't know who he is. <laughs> She knows yeah. he'd probably be important. It'd be really cool for Alex to have his autograph. Right. Um, so she meets up with Lamont, and once again, his car's having trouble, which is weird because it just got fixed. And the um, Alex's mom goes, uh, try it again. Just trust me. And he does it, and it works. So that's our first real little miracle in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Things are starting to align, especially align. due to Maccabee's story, at least yeah. here. Oh, strong Judah Maccabee coming up because yeah. at the basketball game, the storm knocks out the power with only five minutes left. Oh no! Whatever shall we do? Well, luckily, there's a generator. Yay! Even though, let's be honest, this game should have just been rescheduled. Yeah, honestly. But they decide, oh, we'll just play until the generator goes out. But whoever's in the lead then wins, and I'm like. Honestly, in real life, the other team would have just taken the win because they were in the lead. But they agreed to do this. And um, after a few calculations, they, 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 they decide that the generator only has about enough fuel for two more minutes, even though there's five minutes left in the game. Do you guys see where this is going? Do you guys see it? <laughs> there's a big parallel here. Yes. So um, as... This is happening. Who should roll up to the building? It's Judah and Lamont. <laughs> Ooh. He's back. Be back back. And so um he decides to um, you know, help the kids and you know, the kids continue to play and they're doing pretty good, but they're still losing. And the guy who's running the generator, who's also the math teacher, like, comes in and he's like, there's only, like, one minute left. And everyone's like, we're just going to lose anyway. But Alex is like, no, we must try. And then just like the lantern that burns in the Judah Maccabee story for, like, eight days, I believe, the lights continue past when they're supposed to. They seem to go out for a second, but then they're back. Long enough for their team to win. This truly is the full court miracle. Yes. And so I think it's Alex at the end who takes a shot and they win. And 
it's a big yay and that's it's, it's a big yay also um mom had arrived a little earlier so she got to see him score the winning shot and she's all both her and mrs klein are all into basketball now it's actually really fun because at the start of the game mrs klein's into it now <laughs> Right, and then Lamont's family shows up at some point. Yes, because um, Lamont reveals he got there because, um, I guess, he took Alex's mom's car and she took the van to the airport because his family was waiting for him. So she got to bring his family to him. And And then they offer him a full-time coaching position. And he takes it. And the movie ends with... uh, Lamont's family and Alex's family having a nice little fun game of basketball together. And that's full court miracle. So Ooh. Kate, what are your final thoughts and your rating of this one? I really like this one. I mean, I can't speak to much of the factual things because as it's been made clear throughout this podcast, I in no way claim to know hardly anything about Judaism. I really wish I did more research, though. I feel bad about that before this podcast. I thought I was a little more well-versed than I apparently am, um, which is my mistake. But um, So I can't really speak to the factuality of anything, but I thought it was a good movie. I think they're based on true story stuff. It's generally pretty good. Um, it was also nice to see some representation of a group that's like traditionally not really represented um in disney movies um and media of that sort um i would give it an eight i thought it was solid how about you jake yeah i also just want to up front again apologize i did a little bit more research than kate did but that was also because i had a friend help me but also i didn't do as much as i wanted to like i said i just watched this yesterday and this day was pretty busy for me so i didn't get a chance to really do as much research as i wanted to so yeah apologies in advance for anything we got wrong if if there's anything we got wrong please kindly tell us don't yeah kindly yes Um, people make mistakes but also we want to be corrected (laughs) yes please um but yeah overall i did think it was pretty good i did say uh man it's another sports one (laughs) but it was on the better sports side of sports ones i think it is because it's a true life story and disney channel does those really well so i think i i'm gonna agree with you i'll give this one an eight fair fair solid she has all the good makings of a good decom she does she does but now kate are you ready to hear what we'll be watching next episode which will probably be in a little couple weeks for us now (laughs) Yeah, well, especially if we record my birthday bonus, it'll be a a hot second. But I am still interested to know, because I'm really not sure what is after this one. Well, firstly, we are officially done with 2003. Woo! 2004! I feel like now we're finally going to start getting into the territory where we really know more and more of them. Definitely, because Kate, next episode, we will be watching the Disney Channel original movie, Pixel Perfect. Oh my gosh, I've seen that at some point, but I don't remember any of it. It'll be good. Yes, Pixel Perfect. It's basically the first, um, what are those, like... Tyra Banks? What? Is that the one with Tyra Banks, or am I thinking something? No, that's Life Size. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And that's not a DCOM. (laughs) Fair enough, sorry. But, like, we could cover it for a bonus one day. Yeah, it is a good movie. But it is good. And it's got decom energy. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. We'll find out. It sounds so familiar. I feel like I have, but we'll, we'll Yeah, see. no, but Pixel Perfect, not to spoil too much, but um it's about a guy who creates like a hologram singer, which is kind of common now, but like, you know, two thousand four, what a concept. It was it was big. 
Yeah, so that's what we'll be watching next episode. But now, Kate, we've reached the end of this episode. So where can our lovely listeners find you on social media? You can find me at KVRandom on Instagram or Kate's Commentary on Twitter. How about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JakeBlue98. I am, I mostly just post meme stuff. I'm pretty sure uh, my last like original post that wasn't a retweet was just, um, or, uh, got a nice coffee this morning, pray for my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the content you can follow me on Twitter for. <laughs> Quality quality content but um for real if you want to see like what i actually do well um you can follow my instagram at uh, jake little art you know i just posted my new take on my designs for the characters of monster high you know you saw Sweet. um because you know we're getting to spooky season and monster high is very spooky you love it um but yeah so that's me as far as the podcast goes you can follow us on twitter at t-s-o-s-n podcast um you'll find really good stuff on there not just us promoting our new episodes but also stuff like sterling knight forming hero from starstruck all these years later oh my gosh that got me i saw that on tiktok this morning and i was like i literally like had a fangirl moment of oh my gosh no it's like he did that the return of christopher wilde I, we stand Christopher Wilde. Yes. And then you can follow us on Instagram at something new pod. Um, also, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, you can go ahead and leave us a rating and review. And if you do that, we'll read it live on the show. Uh, we also have an email. If you ever want to use that, that's start uh, something new podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, this podcast is distributed on Anchor. Anchor is a podcasting app that allows you to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And also, if you're on Anchor, you can leave us a voice message. And if you do that, we'll listen to it live on the show. But all right, guys, that'll do it for us. So we'll see you. And for you guys, it'll be not that much. But for us, it'll be a couple of weeks for uh, Pixel Perfect. So we'll see you then. Bye.